Hi Kanja, welcome to Jeff's Podcast Academy Season 9. Uh you're actually the second person here on my Season 9 I which I actually started uh exactly 9 months after. <laughs> It's kind of my uh you know fourth or fifth year in my podcasting journey and I'm really happy that I'm starting Season 9 and you know one of you as my early guest. So thank you so much for being here. Uh it would be great for my audience to know you know what you do, who you are, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah, well thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and to be on your and uh, season 9 of your podcast. So, like you said, my name is Kendra Swalls. I am a former teacher turned entrepreneur. I started a photography business back in 2012 and then that um grew to the point that I left my teaching career behind and ran it full time and then that evolved into helping teach other female business owners and entrepreneurs how to grow and market their business. Um and then I launched my own podcast Girl Means Business in 2019 where I share weekly kind of business and marketing tips with um solopreneurs, creative entrepreneurs, um anyone that's just kind of trying to balance the idea of I love what I do for my business but I don't know how to get it in front of people and I help them do that. Understood. So Girl Means Business, you know, uh The one thing I found is that I've interviewed a lot of people actually. I even had a whole season uh for 10 episodes of interviewing, you know, female entrepreneurs and I really find it fascinating that, you know, a lot of people are actually in the rise tonight, uh, you know, in these few years. So, what if you want to say one thing for those people, you know, who can be a mom, who can be sister, who's trying to be uh, you know, trying to grow the, in their own digital space, you know, being a woman, uh what do you want to say to them? Any one particular stuff? Oh, one there and another one. I would say <laughs> that you are not superhuman. <laughs> um and so just understanding that you're trying to do a lot of things and wear a lot of hats and it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to mm-hmm. look to others and say how are you doing this because what you see on the surface is just the surface and so asking for help asking questions not trying to do everything on your own or think that you mm-hmm. have to have all the answers to everything on your own is really important because it can start to feel overwhelming and then you start to feel burnout so just asking for help and being willing to kind of listen to others that have gone before you god and i think even in one of your uh, instagram pin post you mentioned like don't try to do everything if i'm being correct yes <laughs> awesome awesome so uh kendra you know as we mentioned you know we are going to be talking about uh the instagram for podcasters mainly and to be honest i'll just tell you one uh, point of view that i have right now there's a lot of trending things that happening in instagram but i kind of solely believe on creating content uh you know around value which i did for a uh, you know a couple of years uh, not you know very consistently but i did for here and there and i did see some level of traction in increase but recently there's been a lot of these trending things like you know using trending audios or creating you know only reels things like that so you know as we deep dive into this uh, conversation let's start with this question you know which format do you think works well on instagram for podcasters because there's a lot of formats right now for a lot of creators different places but which format do you think it actually works is it reels or images or carousels which one do you think it works for podcasters yeah so yeah and i like to kind of think of the different features on instagram as like little neighborhoods you know you have your feed you have stories you have video and reels and lives and 
and your audience is going to interact in those different neighborhoods in different ways. And recently, had you asked me this question like a month ago, I probably would have had a different answer than I have now because Instagram has recently come out and said that they were like, look, we realize that we put a lot of emphasis on video in the last year and that that maybe was too much of an emphasis. So we're trying to rebalance, you know, how much we're showing or recommending video versus static images and carousels and things like that. And with that shift, what I'm seeing more becoming more and more um, engagement worthy, I guess, are like carousel posts where you're able to actually get information and consume information in a little bit more of a um, concise way. It's less of like the, I'm just going to swipe through a video. Cause the thing with reels, reels can be helpful, but with podcasts being such an audio platform, it's hard, unless you're recording like a video aspect too, it's hard to have a video component that's really going to be compelling. And so, and a lot of times with reels too, people are just swiping through. They're not really fully paying attention. They're not always um, there to like kind of absorb information. So I have found that carousels are a really great tool and you can use them by kind of having like whatever your sort of big hook is for your episode, have that be your very first slide. And then throughout the slides and the carousels, you can share kind of the highlights of that episode, like get them excited about what they're going to hear in your episode. And then obviously have your call to action be, you know, that they can go to your LinkedIn bio to listen, or you can use a keyword automation where they can just drop a keyword in the comments and then that you'll send them a link to that episode in the in their DMs or however you want to do it. But to me, I'm seeing a lot of traction right now. Now ask me again in six months and it may all be different. But at the time of this recording, I think carousel posts and maybe even some like audiograms like done as a as a post on your feed could be really beneficial. Yeah, that makes sense. And just to add to that point, uh, I think the major aspect of identifying the results of these posts is, you know, whether we need, need to know able to track, right? Like uh, previously, I think we used, uh, I mean, this is way before uh, this bit.ly links, you know, bid.ly. Uh, people use these links to track the number of uh, clicks and you know impressions and everything but how can people use for example if you post an you know let's say a carousel regarding highlights of today's podcast and then you want them to reach out to you or they want them to go and um, you know check out your podcast so how do you track the result of it do you have any take on that yeah. So I do think it is hard because we, you know, especially if you're just linking directly to like your Spotify or your Apple podcast link, it can be hard to track that. The Bitly links are still kind of useful. You can put those into your link in bio, you know, and kind of a lot of people do like those link pages. So the link is not actually shown. It's just like a little button. So you can track it that way. That is somewhat helpful, but it's going to accumulate over time. So it's not specific to that one episode necessarily. I personally really love the use of, like I mentioned earlier, that keyword automation. So I use a program called MiniChat and it allows me to say like, okay, let's say I have an episode that's about Instagram tips. I can then go in and post my post, my carousel or my static image or audiogram or whatever it is. And my call to action can be, hey, reply or you drop a comment down below with the word Instagram and I will send you a link to today's episode or this week's episode. 
And then it automatically sends them a message with a link to that episode. And then within the mini chat, um, but like dashboard, the back end, you can kind of track how many clicks are coming through that particular automation. So it that helps to sort of, you know, single out that one post and get you information that way. The other thing you can do is if you're posting it to your stories and you add a link sticker into your stories, then you can track how many people are clicking that link as well. Great. And I think Instagram has this feature of send message also, right? Uh, you know, most probably there's a lot of uh, creators out there who is creating a call to action saying DM the word rich or DM the word uh, podcast to get the today's episodes. So probably, you know, they can use that send message feature as well. So, you know, it's, it's pretty straightforward. So you don't have to go to the profile, click message and then send, right? Yeah, it, re- it kind of removes that barrier to entry. We want, we want to make it as simple as possible for our audience to get the information they want. And so that DM automation is really helpful because they don't have to, you know, I used this example the other day of if I post something and I say, okay, here's, you know, the information about the episode, click the link in my bio. They then have to stop what they're doing, which is scrolling through Instagram they have to click on my profile, then they have to click on my LinkedIn bio, then they have to click on my on my podcast episode, and it's taking them completely away from the app, the platform. So and Instagram doesn't want us to do that. They want to keep people on the platform. So by sending them that link directly to their DMs, they can keep scrolling knowing that link is there in the DMs and they're able to come back to that when they're ready to actually listen, they don't have to stop their scrolling. Instagram's going to like it more because they're like, oh, you're not taking people off of our platform right away. You're just taking this conversation to the DMs. And then that link is there saved in their DMs for them to go back to when they're ready to listen to it. Awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, just to add one point. um, So I recently saw this guy uh, on Reels and he mentioned that if you want to talk anything, that sounds believable, then make it sound like a podcast. <laughs> he said that in a way that it's kind of sounding like a podcast itself. That was, it was pretty interesting to hear because imagine, uh, I've seen a lot of people on Reels these days where they sit, uh, you know, not exactly in front of a camera, but having a side angle. And uh, they actually have the Shure SMB microphone and they have a great background and all those things. And, you know, these setup actually give them uh an authoritativeness right you know even though they they have no idea what the subject matter is and they put this with the captions they do all of these things and that's blowing like really high that's that kind of content is blowing really high but you know i do question the authoritativeness like whether they what they're saying is true or not because uh I don't know. It's just my, uh, maybe my paranoia or my anxiety every single time when I watch some informational content to identify whether that's true or not. But um, what do you think? Do you think like uh, there are still authoritative, I mean, proper people who put out content out there, you know, um, who do these kind of stuff? Do you think that? Yeah. I mean, I do think it's it's a trend that I see going around. And the, what's really funny to me is when I see the ones where they are like trying to make it look like they're talking on a podcast and you can clearly tell the microphone's not even like attached to anything. <laughs> You're like, okay, this is a setup. But I, I think that, you know, 
there is some validity and there is some credibility that comes from the podcast aspect. Like it does give you a little bit of authority and it makes you look more like an expert in what you're talking about. I would say if it's done in the right way. Now I like the ones where you can have someone talking like you and I having this conversation. If we were to turn this into a reel, if I was videoing myself right now, talking into the microphone and on my reel, I have my side, but then I also have your side coming in with the audio, you know, creating like an audiogram type clip that to me gives a little more credibility because then, you know, oh, it's not just her pretending to talk on a podcast. She's actually conversing with someone and it's a conversation she's having. So I like that kind of thing. And it's also a little bit, it's a little different, you know, that my, my whole thing is when I'm scrolling through reels and I see the same thing over and over again, someone pretending to talk into a microphone to sound professional, I'm like, ugh, another one, another one. But if it's someone actually having a conversation, it's going to make me stop and listen. So anything you can do that hits on a trend that's happening right now, but then just adds a little extra layer of like something different or a little twist to it, I think that helps to even boost your credibility even more because they're like, oh, she's not just copy pasting what everybody else is doing. She's putting her own spin on it. That's going to make it stand out. Got it. And I think if the proper CTA at the end would also really work. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes people, when we record ourselves and at the end, we'll say, okay, go and listen to this podcast. Because I think uh, when a guest in, is invited to your show or you're doing your own podcast, it takes a lot of uh, knowledge, research, uh, courage, you know, to do such, such things, right? So yeah, maybe proper CTA would also, um, you know, give some credibility. And yeah, thanks for your point as yeah. well. I think that would be uh, really helpful. And since we're talking about reels, uh, this, since you're an Instagram expert, I really want to ask this, like this trending audios. Okay. I'll be super blunt. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll be super straightforward. I hate those. <laughs> I just hate those. But still, I actually uh, want to try it out and see how the trend goes. So I did it and I really did good level of engagement um you know with some of my content and uh, it's good okay the engagement level is good i'm not saying it's uh, pretty bad but it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> it still is not making sense that people um you know putting you know too much different audios uh, that they call trending and they get trending just because mentioning that something is a trending audio so is there any scope for podcasters to get you know, for this? Anything that you have? Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you. The trending audios really kind of irk me. Like they were great in the beginning when TikTok and Reels were kind of first coming out. And it was, I always say like, if you are brand new to putting yourself on camera and using a trending audio or using a voiceover helps you feel more comfortable in front of a camera, that's a great starting place. But if it's not going to help benefit your business or if it's not helping you grow your podcast or your following or your listener base, then it's it doesn't have a purpose. And so to me, all the trending audios or the ones that really drive me nuts are the ones where like they're just showing you like, hey, here's a trending audio. And the, the real actually is nothing. It's just here's a trending audio. <laughs> like go use it. Um, I, to me, that's just like a, a cheap ploy for trying to get views. And I, my mentality is I would rather put out a reel or a video or a piece of content that is going to provide value or be something that's going to appeal to my specific audience, even if it means it only gets 
100, 200 views versus putting out something that has zero to do with my podcast or my business and it getting thousands of views of people who don't really care about what it is that I'm doing. And so it's all in my mind, it's quality versus quantity. Um, I would rather have the one video a week or one reel a week that really reaches my audience than jump on these little ships. And I've seen people do it where I've heard stories of people that are like, oh, I did this trending audio and I got thousands or millions of views and I only gained five followers and nobody, like it didn't really increase anything. It was just a vanity metric. And they're like, what was like, what was the point of that? And you know, that doesn't really do anything for you. So you're wasting your time in my opinion. Um, I would rather put that time and energy towards creating content that actually appeals to my audience and reflects on something I'm doing in my business. Makes sense. I think uh, the main, you know, contract is that you just need to have a proper purpose in it. I mean, if that the purpose is, you know, to get more views, to get more likes, then yes. I mean, obviously people can go for that because I ha have this one uh, creator in my connection whose name is whose name is Shreya. So she's a uh, copywriter and, you know, she's pretty good at all of the things in the social media and all stuff. So she mentioned that um, when I'm explaining uh you know in detail a few things in reels regarding copywriting it gets like almost like 5k views she's having more than like you know 80k or 100k followers and she, it's getting only 5k views but when she puts a b-roll and an audio in it trending audio or something and just put a normal text on it it's going in like million views so as she mentioned she clearly said that you know the second part is not giving me any uh results or whatsoever but the first part will definitely give you the results that you need for the audience because when i got the trending audio i got you know weird people like my post really weird people like those are not yeah. my audience at all really weird i i was like you know what these see um there are a lot of people in my um you know in, in my country we have these different names for instagram so i'm sure uh, for example my life my rules you know that big guy on instagram name my life my rules so that guy liked my post i'm like why <laughs> this guy was not my target audience why so yeah i think that's uh one of the things that i really want to um ask but you know uh, but do, do you think it's that's actually a uh, possibility that we can get leads using this trending audio do you think that's a possibility if we, if it's like value packed i do think so yeah i mean i i think if it's done right and if you're looking for trending audios or you're looking at trends in general and you're looking at it going oh i can take this and it will fit with a topic of my podcast episode or it fits with something that goes with my business, then yes, use it because it can. I mean, there is value in having, you know, your video connected to that audio because if someone goes to that audio page, the likeliness of them seeing your content gets higher. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, it does have its benefits. Now, if that is your sole strategy for marketing using reels, I would say mix in other things, but as long as it fits in with what you're doing, I like, I use the example of, you know, there's all these dance trends. I have two daughters and my oldest one is kind of getting into like doing these little dance trends. I'm not going to go dance on a video because that has nothing to do with, even if it's like a trend that's going around, it has nothing to do with my business or what I'm, what I'm trying to promote. But, you know, I could see how some people get sucked into that idea of like, Oh, what all these videos that are doing this dance trend are getting millions of views. I'm going to do one too it's not going to help your, your business, but if you can take it and maybe do like a cool twist on it, where it's like, I'm going to do this dancing trend, but I'm also going to be like, every time I hit this one pose or whatever, I'm going to be telling a different, you know, 
piece of my episode, or I'm going to be sharing a different tip or value that could be beneficial. So it's all about just spinning it so that it's not just doing it for the sake of views. You're doing it for the sake of, I'm going to take something that I know is getting lots of attention and I'm going to leverage that, but use it to help also like connect to my content. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot of people, if they could actually provide the proper value, it would really, you know, help them and also the, uh, you know, the people who's watching them as well. Exactly. Yeah. Great. So, you know, um, let's just move on to this one important part for podcasters. And this is something that a lot of people ask me when uh, creating their Instagram uh, accounts for podcast, like a bio. Okay. For bios, uh, you know, when you are a podcaster, the issue is that uh, unless you're an expert in that particular field, you can't put saying that, uh, you know, a hyphen expert, whatever that is. But you can put, let's say, a podcaster, learn more about these things, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. So what do you think is the best bio for a podcaster who is also an expert in this? For example, I've been podcasting for like, you know, four to five years. I can put like, you know, a podcast expert. So if someone who's doing a podcasting and also uh, teaching podcasting, maybe things like that, what is your thought on, you know, creating a proper bio for them? So my take on the Instagram bio is when someone goes to your bio, they're looking to see what is this account going to do for me? Like what's in it for me? And so I like to always start with like, think about what your podcast purpose is. Like what is the purpose of what you're putting out there? So for me with my podcast, it's helping moms sort of take over, you know, complicated ideas and simplify them into easy marketing tips. And so I can put that in my bio and I can say, you know, 10 plus years helping moms simplify marketing for their business. And then I can put host of the Girl Means Business podcast. So the podcast piece is like, this is where you're getting the information, but the the actual like meat of the bio is telling them what are they going to get out of listening to your podcast? Like, what are you going to be able to help them with? Because I think a lot of times I go to these bios and they'll say things like, well, the ones that really drive me nuts are the ones that are like dog mom, coffee lover, podcast host. And I'm like, that's great. It doesn't help me at all. Like, (laughs) so I think if you can tell them like, Hey, by listening to my podcast, you're going to get X, Y, or Z out of it. Here's where you can find my podcast. And then having some kind of reason for them to click on your link. So I like to have, and granted it all has to fit into the you know character count that they give you. But that first line, in my opinion, should say what it is that you help people accomplish Um, And then the second line can give them information about your podcast, so the host of, and then whatever your podcast name is, especially if it's different than your Instagram account name, and then have some kind of call to action. So, you know, you could say like, listen to the latest episodes here, and then, you know, they have the link below, or it could say, you know, grab a free download of something here, whatever your lead magnet is, Um, or check out the top five tips for X, Y, or Z, and then it links to like your top five podcast episodes. So I, that's my kind of breakdown of a perfect bio. And then that way, when someone comes to your bio, it's not you just talking about you. It's you saying, here's how my content's going to help you. And then here's where you find that content. Okay. Yeah. I think that sentence is kind of a pretty clear cut. Um, so, you know, since we're talking the bio, uh, this is a very, uh, you know, thing that I, uh, uncommon thing that I found on reels is that 
people putting linktree uh you know links on uh, instagram bios is not like working or you know it's not giving them any reach anymore i don't know whether that's very you know uh whether it has bs or actually a proper content do you think you know linktree will i mean linktree links will reduce the reach is it not working or is, do you have any take on that um you know there's so many different schools of thought on that i a lot of people will say like just have one link directly to like a landing page or whatever it is you want to send people to but in reality a lot of times we want people to go to a variety of things whether it's a website a podcast a certain episode of our podcast or a lead magnet or a freebie that we have or training or whatever and so i am all for having like a list of links but i do have some rules around how i do this so one is i think that your limit should be no more than five options of people links for people to click on um any more than that and people are going to get overwhelmed and they're not going to want to click on anything because they're like that's too much i got to scroll three times to find the link i'm looking for i'm not doing that again you have to make it as simple as possible um the second thing is i think that with the the idea of link tree came around it was a smart idea and someone capitalized on this idea of like people want to have multiple links let's create a place for them to do multiple links but linktree is getting all of the, the traffic and the credit for that so what i prefer to do is i create just a page on my website that's not visible when you go to my website the only way you can get there is through like a direct link but i have my own kind of branded links and i have about four or five links there and i can i can easily switch them out what i want but the benefit of that is is that when someone actually clicks on the link in my Instagram bio, it's sending traffic to my website, which now I'm getting credit for and it's helping to boost my SEO, it's helping to boost my visibility, and they now have, you know, they're on my website. They have access to all the things on my website if they choose to to go to those. So, I think that the link tree idea is really good. I just think that there's better ways to do it than paying or using a third party platform that is going to get all of your traffic that you want instead bring that traffic to your own site whatever even if it's just a single landing page like that you build out somewhere like at least you're getting the the act the credit and the visibility for it. Awesome. So uh I, so this is a question I always ask my guest you know uh, out of the box one uh, is it morning or evening there what time is it? Um it's around lunchtime it's about noon. Okay. So, who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday? Oh, that's a good one. Um probably my daughter, um my youngest one because I was tucking her into bed last night and um she loves to like kind of laugh and play before she gets in bed. So, she was probably the last one that I made like really genuinely smile yesterday. Awesome. That's great. That's great. Cool. So, just coming out of the you know uh, last section of the entire recording, uh, the thing that we want to talk about is the running of ads. So, this is something that I even myself wanted to explore for a really long time. So, I'm sure the audience would love to hear your thoughts as well. Is that um, if you have a podcast Instagram page that you know where you have added content regarding uh, your, your podcast or any stuff, would it be beneficial uh, for the podcaster to run ads? for that. Yeah, I mean, I think ads are always really helpful as long as they are done in a way that you have the right expectations from them. Um I think a lot of people run ads 
especially if you're selling something and they're like, I'm going to run an ad, I'm going to get all these sales. And then they get disappointed when it doesn't work out. I think if you are running ads with the idea in mind that this is for exposure, it is for getting my content in front of as many people as possible who don't already know that I am, that I exist or that I'm out there. And if it's also like driving people to something and with a podcast, it's really helpful because you're driving to them to something that's free. You're not asking them to take out their credit card or pay anything. You're just saying like, hey, go listen to this episode. And then, you know, within the episode, you can have whatever it is offers you have available and things like that. I think ads are great for that. And it's really helpful for podcasts because then you can also change it up. It's not the same ad every time. Maybe you have an episode that has done really well and you're like, hey, I this episode is obviously really resonating with my audience. Let me see if I can get it to reach even more people. Um, and so running ads for that, that particular episode or your podcast in general, or if you are, you know, doing like an upcoming episode or a series of, of, um, of a couple episodes or like you do seasons, you know, like promoting your new season coming up, just keeping in mind that most of the time these ads are going to be generating, um, exposure as opposed to like getting like a value, a monetary return on your investment. So it's better to run ads on, uh, you know, this meta, you know, ads manager, right. Rather than boosting the ads, if that's correct. Yeah, I think so. You have more control over it that way. You have, um, more kind of, you're able to target more of a specific audience and you can also do it on multiple platforms where if you just go into Instagram and you boost the post, you have very limited, um, you know, capabilities within there as far as like, you can kind of target certain people and how much you want to pay. But beyond that, you don't have a lot of, you know, control over how your ad looks. And then it's solely on that platform. So if you're boosting it on Instagram, it's only being boosted on Instagram. Whereas if you're using like the ads manager through Meta, you're able to do it on Instagram and Facebook and in different places on those platforms. Like if you go into your ads manager, you can see like how your ads going to look on your, on a Facebook feed, on a Facebook story, on a sidebar, um, in a, you know, in video ads, like they have all these different placements for it that you are able to access actually a broader audience that way than you are with just boosting your post. Understood. And, you know, I just want to add one thing to the audience is that, uh, when you're running these ads, make sure that you have a proper, uh, flow of things. For example, if, someone is coming to your Instagram or someone is coming and clicking your page or whatever, just have a proper flow of what you want them to do next. I think that's where a lot of people keep lagging. They uh, think that, okay, I'm going to run an ad to my Instagram. Then, you know, people are obviously going to convert. But I think that people want to have, okay, if they're coming to your Instagram, what should they see first? If they see that first, then what should they click first? If they click that first, then what should happen? So these proper workflows or each and everything would definitely help uh, because I, I've actually run a couple of ads and uh, one is for this webinar registration. I ran on Instagram and I got really like, you know, 70 or 80 something registrations because I had a proper, okay, this is the call to action. This is the result. So yeah, just, just, just to add my point is that, you know, have proper workflows. I think that would really help for them as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I do think, cause there are a lot of people who are like, well, I'm just doing it to get people to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, that's, you have to have a very specific, you know, call to action of like, you want them to do this certain thing. And unless you're specifically saying like, go follow me, 
that's too, Mm -hmm. even that I think is too general. I think you're right. You need to have a very specific flow and process of what you want them to do and the outcome you want them to get. Exactly. So, uh, Kendra, you know, just coming out of the last section, um, you know, this kind of the main event that I wanted to ask, you know, being an Instagram expert, you must have known a lot of things, uh, you know, do we have any predictions that, you know, for the podcasters to catch on early ones, you know, for their probably upcoming six months and become a trending guy? I mean, no assurances. I'm just saying, do you have any predictions on that? Yeah. Um, you know, I, as I said earlier, you know, their Instagram is kind of trying to get back to this nice balance of what kind of content you're putting out there. So I think my prediction going forward in with Instagram is just that, it's always going to come back to the quality of your content. If you are just kind of throwing out content for the sake of like, okay, I need to post something today. Let me just throw something up there. You're going to see less of the the reach and the engagement that you want. I think Instagram is really going to start focusing on, you know, how can we make sure that we're putting the best content out in front of our audience so that we can be known kind of as the, the best, the best app, the best platform. Um, so quality. I also think that, you know, they're shifting. This is a question I get a lot around hashtags is they're shifting the idea of like hashtags are still beneficial, but I think the idea of, of Instagram SEO, which is like, you know, the search engine optimization is really important. And so, whereas like, and I come from the photography world where everybody just wants to post really beautiful photos. And even with podcasters, like they just kind of want to put up like, um, a graphic or an audiogram and then just kind of say like, go listen to the latest episode or keep it pretty simple. The more uh, context you can give your content going forward. So that means like adding um, really rich captions. Now, I'm not saying you have to write a novel, but having, you know, really strong captions that have a lot of description and detail of what your content is about. Um, having co- you know, ca- or words and captions on your videos um, using the alt text feature, all of those things are going to feed into how visible your content is when someone is searching. And I heard this the other day, which was fascinating to me. It was like 85% of people under the age of 30 are now using Instagram as a search engine more than they're using Google as a search engine. And that number like blew my mind. And so I think that more and more people are going to start turning to Instagram to look for, you know, whether it's businesses or, um, content types, that kind of thing. So the more content like SEO rich content you can put out, the more likely your content is to be seen going forward. Got it. And uh, you know, for the hashtags, I think, um, Till date, I'm actually using hashtags for uh, this search. For example, I'm kind of starting this new segment uh, in in this podcast and, you know, in my own language, in my native language. And then when I wanted to get followers, not followers, but I want to search, okay, if other people are doing it, I put hashtag, you know, Tamil podcast. That's like the new segment, let's say. So when I do that, I get a lot of people who are actually doing the same things and I can interact with them and find those people. And I think that's a way that uh, hashtag has been used, you know, uh, in a really great manner. But there are still people, I think, that has been using like 30 hashtags in their their post that, you know, they say that they've been shadow banned or, you know, very weird mythical things. So, yeah, I think if people can actually use just for the sake of, you know, uh, mainly for the quality basis and uh, search basis. Yeah, like like you mentioned, it, it would really be helpful for them as well. 
Yeah, the hashtags, I mean, I'm not saying that they're not valuable. I still use them myself, but I think you're right. I think that like, instead of just throwing 30 hashtags in there that you're hoping some of them will perform well, really making sure that your hashtags you're using match the content you're putting out there. Another really cool way I've seen hashtags be used really quickly is they're a way to kind of group your own content. So on my Instagram feed, and I actually need to be better about doing this, I keep forgetting it. I post a lot of different content. So I only have one or two posts a week that are about my podcast episodes. And so I will add in like hashtag GMB podcast. And then what I can do is I can tell people like, hey, you know, if someone messages me a question or whatever about an episode, I can say, hey, if you search for hashtag GMB podcast, then you'll find all of my podcast related posts and you can kind of easily search for the one you're looking for. So even using it as a way to kind of group your own content into a branded hashtag that you can then like send to someone and say like, hey, if you want to, you know, see all of just my posts about, you know, Instagram, then use this hashtag and all of my content will be grouped into one sort of hashtag search. So that's another cool way that some people are using like branded hashtags. You just have to make sure it's unique enough that someone isn't going to come and sort of hijack your hashtag that you're using. Exactly. So yeah, that, that's, that's really great idea. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Cool. So, uh, Kenneth, thank you so much again, you know, for hopping onto the show. Uh, so uh, is there anything else that you want to ask me? Tables turned. Oh, great. Wait, yeah, I love that. Um, so kind of going along the lines of the question you asked me about sort of your forecasting for the podcast world, mm -hmm. what do you see, you know, the future of podcasting becoming? Because everything is so kind of visual now with like lots of video content. Yeah. Like, what do you see? happening with podcasts going forward so i think this, so this is kind of a um, thought that i have so this you know um which i really wish would happen you know uh, since the you know uh, what is that upcoming features of you know things like chat gpt and all the things coming in the one thing i found is the people who want to search something they want a direct answer they don't want uh, beating around the bush a lot so imagine that if in Alexa that we're asking, you know, uh, a question, for example, what is, uh, what is a podcast, a simple question, and that cannot be explained better than a podcaster, right? So imagine if they are, if Alexa is kind of getting that data or that text from a podcast website, then it makes sense. So if the podcasters can actually create content that's pretty specific, okay, because I really hit when people kind of beat around the bush a lot when they're asking questions that's why i can i wrote, even i write my blogs in a very straightforward manner if i mention a question i just still an answer uh maybe maybe that answer will have 500 800 words but still it's a direct answer rather than um answering uh you know mentioning what is the benefits the pros and cons that really doesn't make sense a lot so i think moving forward with the podcasting you know and uh, with videos or whatever if someone could answer a question directly without beating around the bush and not putting, you know, this loop videos and uh, trying to get more attraction, you know, just, just be straightforward. Just be honest. If people could do yeah, that, then that. yeah, I think if that's the case, then it would be really helpful for the podcast. Itself. I think it's just a thing that I really want. And I think people are kind of wanting that too. Maybe in business cases, it, it may not work because they want a detailed manner. That's why Google will help really help like with authority and everything. 
but for a vast majority of people who just want the information then you know yeah i think this would be really great for them yeah yeah and i think you know you're that's very true especially because our attention spans are getting shorter and <laughs> so the the faster you can give someone information without you know all of the fluff the better mm. for sure awesome so Kendra, thank you so much once again, you know, for hopping onto the show and it's so, so sorry for all those, you know, technical, you know, uh, falls and everything. And in case people want to find you and your services, you know, what would be the best places? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. Um, you can find me over on Instagram at girl means business. And, um, you can also find me at my website, girlmeansbusiness.com. And that's kind of my home base. So you can find the podcast information there, all my social links, blog posts, free resources, all the things there. So, um, yeah, those are the two main places you can find me. Great. So guys, I'll definitely link everything in the description below so you can go and check it out. And uh, thanks so much again, Kendra. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.